let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made Us Do This podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Stay active, but also I need to take a. After I think I'm gonna take a digital detox soon, man. I take a digital detox. Throw you off social media. Yeah, man. It's too much, man. This is overwhelming. Nah, I feel you, man. Well, how? What, what do you? What, what? What's been mainly? What's fueling this feeling that in terms of what? Obviously, what, like I'm, I'm, I'm engaged, bro. You know, constantly posting, um, trying to get messages out there. Uh, you know, they're taking in obviously information. Um, yeah, man, just trying to stay active, bro. I'm trying not to have too many. I'm trying to hold. I'm not. I'm trying not trying to have too many conversations with, like people particularly non-black people about it. like i'm just trying to you know keep my my myself going man um but yeah but obviously we it's, it's at the same time i don't want to fall back and not keep pushing the message because basically I've, I've realized after all this is all said and done we, we still got to do the work we do we still got to do the work bro yeah, we, so, still, you know, we have to do the work this this is the thing for me. For me, these, these um, kind of like situations, yeah, they spark the change. But what it sparks for me is the drive and the petrol exactly. for the change. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a catalyst. Also, that's the it's thing. a catalyst. Yeah, exactly. It's a mover. This is not the change. The change is to come. This is yeah. the beginning of the change. And you always need a big ignition to start the flame. Cause otherwise, it will be a small flame, which is why for me, you know, these protests are important. The everyone's presence on the online media is important. You know, everyone's awareness and participation is important because that is the big spark. And then the flame isn't continuously a spark. You know what I mean? It's a burning flame that then needs at, at the the fuel to keep going. And the fuel is what has been piling up in the past. So there's a lot to burn. You know, there's been so much damage and pain for so long that there's so much fuel to burn that it needs a really big spark. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Which is why totally I'm, understand. Totally I'm, understand. Um, I'm not surprised that yeah. what I would have started would be feeling burnt out already. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. so I don't, you know, like it's, just, <laughs> it's like it's like saying, like, you know, it's like you know, trying to sustain a fire, so you don't know wants to burn out too quickly. So, again, all, I think all that's important that people should do right now is just you know, continue to put messaging out there. Um, I'm seeing people talk about their experiences mm-hmm. with um, anti-blackness and racism. Uh, you know, if, if that's therapeutic for you, then please go ahead. You know, I've chosen not to go to talk directly about my experiences because really, my is, is is a whole host of experiences. And I think the thing about blackness, and I always say this with um, people, is that if you actually tell people the things that the gripes or the the things that are affecting you, people might actually think you're getting mad. Well, non-black people will think you're getting mad anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, you know, people understand the microaggressions, and that's what runs deep. You know, again, people get some people get overt racism every day. 
every no, single day. Can, <laughs> no, every single day. I'm very like I could say I don't want to want to say I'm fortunate because it shouldn't have to be a fortunate thing. Yeah, but, like that's not our experience. That's not our lived experience. Yeah, um, and there's various reasons for that. Obviously, both of us like for people I know, both of us are over six foot. We both weight train, so like no one's gonna be overtly racist to us because no one's stupid. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean the slight digs, the China, the teases to say like you know I'm trying to insinuate it because realistically, yeah. Even like you said, those microaggressions, they're, they're coded. They become, they get translated, yeah. coding. It becomes what is like publicly acceptable, but it's still behind the same intention of oppression and of pushing mm-hmm. another person down. It might not be nigga, nigga, nigga. It might just be criminal, 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 but it's said with the yeah. same intention and the same meaning and then tries to identify black people with that kind of, you know, systematic coding. So as my, even yeah. like you said, yeah, you're right. We don't get, to, we don't experience it as overtly as others, which is definitely true because compared to the amount of things that like people that I do know, they don't, they don't have the same like survive, the, you know, modern survivalist characteristics that we were kind of born and gifted with in terms of height, math, yeah. and that physical presence, as well as the, a kind of a yeah. mind to stare that vehicle. And st- you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Compared yeah. to people that don't have that and people that even have a stern mind, but maybe not the physical stature that we possess, they yeah. experience it on a much more blatant, yeah. blatant reality yeah. plane. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and then it's like by the time the people that do want to confront me and pe- like me and yourself with it do want to do it, they've already pushed themselves to the limits of desperation. So they're either yeah. waved or someone that, is, someone that has been scapegoated with mental health issues. Or someone exactly. that someone that is like has little man syndrome that would be like yeah. come after one of um, someone with our kind of look. You know what I'm trying to say? And they'll come with. Yeah. That's why it even annoys me more because when they do want to kind of come at man and kind of like show that energy, they come with with a huge aggression because it's exactly. something that's been bubbling, bubbling, bubbling up that they haven't been able to release so freely due to due to their you know their surface level fear. Of the way we look, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, which eats into themselves because they've perpetuated us like this. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like, um, like I was telling you recently, I've been watching, um, I think it's the 13th Amendment on Netflix. Is that what it's called, bro? 13th, yeah, by Ava yeah. Duvernay, a fantastic yeah. documentary. Fantastic. fantastic. Wow, wow. I'm surprised, you know, it came out in 2016, but I'm surprised, and I'm not at the same time at how relevant it is is four years later it's just that the reason i'm surprised because i'm thinking okay it's four years later it, it almost seemed like we were like progressing into the right way however it just shot highlighted how much more we're actually delving deeper into the systematic oppression through the jim crow system through the whole slavery through imprisonment and how that is almost the easiest way for us as black british people to relate to the same similar systematic oppression of black people in Western lands in that criminalization of behavior, of the black, of black behavior, basically, of saying, oh, black people like to, you know, behave like this. So let's make that in some way a criminal offense so that, you know, they can fuel the population of, of the American corp, of America's corporate prisons. You know what I mean? And then and modify that model in the UK. It, honestly, like, it's, it, it, it has opened up my eyes so much into kind of the, the build up into today's reality of where police kind of feel like it's within their duty and is within their rights and almost their duty to fulfill 
the death sentence to so many Americans in, in that USA, you know? You can see how, yeah. how the, the elite class of the political class has kind of herded, herded their pawns and their fucking, their, the people that subscribe to that kind of, that kind of violent, aggressive, oppressive, prejudiced behavior. You know what I'm trying to say? You can see how yeah. that political class has, has, has herded them and, grew, and nurtured that kind of, that, that, that intolerance. You know, the idea of intolerance is absolutely disgusting. I'm so disgusted, you can hear my tone. Like, it's factual. They brought in bills. They played on the 13th Amendment and the loopholes of it in order for them to find a solution to the fact that they've been out of pocket due to the fact that people have been given their rights and their liberty. Just because of that, it's literally, it was literally, like the corporation, the, the systematic corporations of America is literally a response to the freedom of a group of people that were enslaved and used to raise the re- wealth of, uh, of America. In the response to those people being free, they said, we are going to design a system so complex that people become criminalized for their daily activities and the natural byproduct of them being liberalized with no support, you know, liberalized from a condition of slavery. Naturally, these people will be desperate. Let's criminalize their desperation. Let's criminalize their poverty. Let's criminalize their lack of property. Since we've just given them their rights and their freedom, now let's criminalize them. And then explain. You're, the you're totally right, bro. Within that it's liberty, been... it says that anyone that has committed a crime. W- w- loses their freedom, becomes a slave again by autumn. Wow, wow, this is awful. This is awful. It's awful. I haven't watched. I haven't actually watched it in a long, um, it's in a while. Um, it's but yeah, obviously, it just shows the systemic uh, racism um, that these people and the lengths that they'll go to to ensure that black people don't have freedom, liberty, and justice. Um, you know, again, I know we're talking about America, but these things aren't aren't unique to just the United States of America. Black people experience this in most Western societies. Um, you know, I've thinking a lot recently about the movement, what's happening now, and I was talking about plight and black black lives and the contempt for black lives in Western in Western countries. Mm-hmm. But then also, when you think about nations like, you know, like. If you really, really do this history, like, you know, I'm seeing all the books that are being recommended and stuff, and honestly, great books, are books I would recommend people to read, like Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Rennie Edo Lodge, um, Ain't No Black in Union Jack by Paul Gilroy, um, Natives by Carla, all these books I would definitely recommend. Amazing. But when you, really do, when you read deep into the anti-blackness that has been instilled into nations across this world, it runs deep, like Latin American countries, like Colombia, um, Argentina, the worst. Yeah. Brazil, we know, is literally systemically trying to wipe out the blackness in their country by sterilizing women or bring or, or inviting it, people sterilizing, to Europe. Right? What, what does that? What does that mean? What does that mean? Literally, like just destroying their wombs so they can't give birth to black children. No and how how are they doing this? It's through the medical procedures from different ways. Sometimes giving them to, I think back then there was things that were basically poison yeah. um uh things like that of that, of that nature literally sterilizing their wombs um uh, 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 uh bringing in 
um, more European immigrants to wipe out the what they call the black stain of their nation. Argentina, I think, had done it the worst, where literally now Argentina used to have a huge visible black population, where now is little to none, little to zero in terms of in, in countries like that. In places like Brazil, where, was that sorry? It's genocide. It's, yeah, no, bro, it's, this is what I'm trying to say. It's genocide. It's genocide. So that's what I'm saying. Like the conversations we're having, I'm very, very, very happy about. But the conversations run deep, my brother. It runs so very it's almost like it's almost like do you know like you're you're jogging in the dark in a like in a in a green area and you don't really see anything. Then you put your yeah. coat on and you realize that you're surrounded by loads of dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you realize you're running for a mass grave. And just yeah. the lights have been off, you didn't realize that we've been stepping on skulls and, and we thought that what we thought were just stones and cobbles in the ground is actually, you know, bones and bodies of babies and mothers and children and, 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 and fathers and sons and daughters. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. bro, bro it's very, very crazy. Bro, like, figured, it's, bro. It's, um, bro, it's sad. It is very, very sad when you, but like I said, I think also what, one thing I'm trying to practice as well is patience. Yes. Uh, not patience in a way that you know. Uh, I'll be patient until we're treated equally. Now, nah, fuck all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, think this is the moment now. The catalyst has been sparked. Like, and let's be clear. Let's be clear. When people, when we're saying Black Lives Matter or, or end white supremacy and all this kind of stuff, that's not to say that black there's not black people that are enjoying good qualities of life in in Western society, but there are things that are denied to us due to the color of our skin. Exactly. And, and and there's there's privileges like and the things that we just I think I think that's something that especially being oh. black British uh, sorry I think there's things that black British people as well that we do very well is that I say very well but what we do is that we put up with a lot of shit yeah so right. sometimes bro one thing I think that how many times have we got ready to go out clubbing knowing that you know we might not get into this place bro. You know what I'm trying to say? We accept that before we even go out. That we before we even go out, we accept that like it's a possibility for us that we won't get in. Like even when there's two of us heading out to a club, it's like, will we get in? Will we actually get in? You know, it's like, and it's it's and irony is like the irony of it and the 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 sheer cheek of it. You're playing black music in there, literally black music. Enjoy dancing, enjoying black culture. Yet you're gonna deny black people entrance in there because what? Oh, if I let you lot in and you lot get into a scuffle, why, why, why would you even like, like, what is that? What is that energy? Yet you let a group of lads in that all have cat in their pocket, mm-hmm. and let them go in and have a and have a Barney. Like, is that, is, that, is that fear? Is that fear that needs to be removed? Like, no one's saying again, and, and this is the whole point that people are trying to say that no one's saying that you, we want you to say, oh, yeah, all black people. Listen, there's some black black women, black men out there that are doing a madness. They're doing the madness, but what they should so we should be judged off the basis of what uh, some a few people do in the community. If that was the case, then let's look at all of the the, the in the last hundred or the last um, mass murderers, all the last exactly. people mass shooting. We should be, we should be afraid, mm-hmm. technically, really. We should be afraid of white people, like, like terrified, shaking our boots Bro. when we see white people from all the, the, the fuckeries that's gone on, mm-hmm. not even just recent years, like living. Bro, <laughs> but it runs deep, bro. It runs deep. And the thing is, yeah, I don't even think it's a we should be. I think it is a we are. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, 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 it's the reality of it. Is that? And we've had to learn to live with and accept that fear. 
and accept that that's yeah. part of the everyday life. And okay, cool, that's it. If if that person feels like that's what they're gonna say, then that's what they're gonna say. Like at the end of the day, if the officer feels like fuck it, like you're resisting arrest, then tell the officer in Britain or America, whatever it is, you're resisting arrest. And let me be real, yeah, America is the one on blasters because most of the Western world and the European world subscribe to American American culture and media and consumerism in one type of a way. You know what I'm trying to say? They mm-hmm. consume American culture. They consume American rituals and American behavior. And they buy that. That's why their capital products is selling because they're being bought into. Which is why if, that, if they're being bought, to, bought into on a consumer level and that, in that way, especially through the media, and the media is perpetuating black people as, as criminals, as people that the police can shoot and the police can get away with it, if they shoot someone unlawfully, as people that can be victimized. But at the same time, these people that can be victimized are the same people that are the criminals, apparently. But they're the ones that we are going to just victimize and get away. People are going to get off scot-free. Do you get what I'm trying to say? They're presenting a whole confusion of the black experience that they even become terrified of themselves around black people. They're not scared of black people. They're scared of what they're going to do to black people. They're scared of fighting, people finding out what they want to do to black people. That's what they're scared of, being caught on camera. Because even now, when they're caught on camera, hardly anything happens to them. Yeah. Why is that? Because corporations are creating policies for the whole of the world, of the, of the, the, the country and the land, these small corporations. And that's a fact. Corporations mixed with politicians. That's a fact that that's what's going on in America. There's a fact that, that there's corporations and, and lobby, private lobby groups that are members um, exist of mega corporations and groups of uh, Democratic and Republican politicians that, that make the law in America, make policy, that, that have real life implications. Just like that stand your ground um, law that was made that let George Zimmerman get away with, with, with brutally hunting down killed Trayvon Martin stand your ground it was made by a corporation it wasn't it wasn't like made by elected senates or put together by just elected senates it was put together by a private network of people that consisted of of private corporations and a few politicians that were being sponsored and funded by these corporations together and that's what let someone get away with hunting down and murdering a young innocent Trayvon Martin Bro, like, that's when you know this world is, like, and this society and culture that are trying to push through and make acceptable cannot be tolerated, cannot be allowed to continue, and must be stopped immediately, must be stopped today. Do you know what I mean? Bro, like, 100%, man. I agree with everything you're saying. Um, you know, I've been doing it again, like I said, bro, I've been, I've been doing it, just a lot of thinking. But one thing that we need to exercise more is our economic power. Yes, economic power. I think will change this conversation more, and I feel like it has changed this conversation more. Just the hint that corporations again that wow, you know what? I think this time, and I want to say the word, the blacks are actually got might actually boycott um, our brand or our company if we don't stand in solidarity with them. Because this, bro, I'm I'm overwhelmed by how many companies I'm seeing. You know, either doing um, um participating in the Blackout Tuesday or, you know, making statements about how they stand 
and with the black community. And again, that's one thing I'm really happy about that they're specifying the black community. It's not a people of color moment right now. We're talking about the black community. Um, and I'm very, you know, it's very interesting to see that. So like literally, bro, all today, I've just been thinking about all, all the main brands that I subscribe to, that, you know, maybe if I, that I buy things from regularly, like yeah. or ever, ever so regularly, to see, you know, what, where is their stance? Because if they're not backing it, I'm just going to boycott them, bro. Yes, it's it's simple as that. It's simple as, literally simple as that. Literally, I've looked at, from, from what it looks like, I can't eat pizza no more because none of the pe- my pizza brands, Domino's, ain't back the thing. I don't eat pizza, but they didn't back it because I would have got joined them if they backed it. Papa John's, I know I ain't going to back it because the owner of Papa John's is like a proper right-wing um, uh, conservative. Uh, you know, so I guess I'm not eating pizza no more. Um, you know, where I work, I have to wear uh, suits and shirts and stuff. I usually buy it from a brand called TM Lewin. They didn't back it, but the but the other big brand on the high street is called um, Charles Tiwitt. They backed it, so I guess I'm shopping there now. Yep. So really, again, this is this is obviously saying that if I couldn't buy these things at black-owned companies, obviously if I could buy these things at black-owned companies, I would. But if I can't, hear me. So if they're not if they're not standing if they're not backing it. I'm just not going to boycott it. And it's just as simple as that, bro. I'm literally, that, literally all I'm doing now is just looking through everyone's Instagram page, their Twitter pages to see if they backed it. And people might be like, oh, but they might be doing stuff on the streets. Listen, you have to show me. Sometimes you have to show me you're doing something. Exactly. Sometimes it's not, it's not, it's not good enough to just say, oh, but, you know, we've, we've, because someone, someone, someone can come up to me tomorrow and be like, oh, well, Domino's has 50% black people and, and play 50% black people. Okay, cool. So what? That's, this is a capitalist society. People need bodies. That don't mean nothing to me. Are the black people being treated fairly? Are they, get, are they, are they under executive board and stuff? If no, listen, no, it, don't, it don't fly with me, that, that exactly. conversation. You know? No, that means- I was about to boycott. I'm, bro, I grew up being a big wrestling fan. So I thought, let me see what, 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 what WWE is saying. Yesterday, I didn't see nothing. I got a bit like, oh, right, I'm after, that might be it. Where I'm going to have to cut seven of my tires. I, yeah. came on, I went on their Instagram today. They made a statement. Great. And the reason why I was interested in that, because the owner of WWE, Vince McMahon, is like a big, is a good friend with Trump. So I thought maybe he might, you know, he might try to do he that little. Stand, like, he might stand with that. He might, he might bring himself, expose himself as those type of Trump friends. Because exactly. Trump's friend, but you know why he'll be a pagan though? Do you know why he'll be a pagan? How many black wrestlers have literally revolutionized mm. and made the sport of wrestling the rock? Of the rock. The rock, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't go anyone says that. Don't get tested. Not to say that white, like, my favorite wrestler in the world is a white wrestler. Well, he's but, Steve Austin. Nah, nah, Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's but, um, hey, me too, you know. Swear down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Shawn Michaels, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm that. Now, bro, I'm gonna have to go check Shawn Michaels' IG page. Shawn Michaels ain't back in it. Actually, yo, yo, you're so right, you know. Yeah, bro, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. But obviously, I'm saying like, bro, I'm so bad for us, you know that. Even admitting that. Huh? Who knows what he stands for right now? This is so annoying. Having to look at liking somebody, they find out later on that they're racist. Bro, oh. it, it's painful. Oh. Bro, wait, wait, sorry, wait, wait, bro, wait. Bro, this is another thing about being black, though. That's the most painful thing. You can love things here from your childhood and then get older to find out these, these people hate or black. harbor ideas oh my that literally God, that, that literally go against your existence. Bro, that is traumatizing, bro. That's, That's the most traumatizing thing. It's such a betrayal. That's the most traumatizing thing, bro. Like, like I don't know. I didn't grow up on um what my man was called. What's my man called? Um, uh, the pe- the pedophile, the British pedophile. What's his name? Um, which ones? Gary. So many. Gary, not Gary. 
What's your name? There's been so many. So what, Savile, what, Savile, Jimmy Savile, Jimmy Savile, Jimmy Savile. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up watching him enough, so I don't really know nothing about him. So I can imagine for people that grew up loving this guy to find out he was a pedophile mm-hmm. and a rapist must have been traumatizing. Obviously traumatizing for the victims, but also traumatizing for them. Is that right? Like you we actually loved you. Exactly. Like I can imagine That's people that watch, you know, yep. different worlds. I, I didn't grow up watching Bill Cosby. Exactly. I didn't watch up I didn't grow up watching Bill Cosby. So, you know, I guess all those Amer- African American people that grew up watching him, this, you know, respectable, whatever respectable is figure, black figure on TV. You're thinking, right, what he was actually doing all that fuckery. So yeah, I always I glad that's something I always think about. Like, right, like I grew up watching the Chuckle Brothers. I'll be upset if the Chuckle Brothers were racist. Yeah. Always things like that, bro. That's that's what being black is, man. No, having to think about that. Exactly. Having to think that your favorite Disney stars aren't weren't weren't racist. The songs that you're singing weren't weren't made for to be to put you down. Having to think that the you're singing when you're in primary school at school were had racial connotations and and hidden messages about the history and the treatment of black people. Having to understand that you know, certain designers, certain brands were made of racism. Certain brands supported certain genocide. Certain brands were funded and fueled from the incarceration of black people. Like people, it's hard to 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 actually to like you know to say, oh wow, so everything that I love in life was was based was kind of built off someone's kind of, by by fueled by someone's racism and then built off the blood of black people. Wow, you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. the manufacturing of these goods, what they had to use, employ the skill and talent of black people through slavery and force rather than paying them the actual worth. Not knowing that, you know, they could just pay black people the skill that they needed them to do. They could simply just give them the actual pay and the rewards of them and their labor as they do for themselves and other cultures, you know. They could literally pay them for their yeah. time and services. Instead, they want to steal this and rape and pillage this away from people, you know? And I was even interested, like, like it's just like knowing, having to grow up and know that, like the fact that, like, like obviously big manufacturers at night were benefiting of the mass incarceration, the mass incarceration of, of millions of Americans and the, the fact that over 70% of those Americans are black. And then the fact that over over 80, 85% of those black Americans that went into those prisons had to make a plea deal, meaning that 85% of those people that went into prison never got to stand what they call a fair jury and trial. Why? Because they were coached and cornered into a position where they were being told by the prosecutor that you have to just take this deal even if you didn't do the crime. You have to take this deal, so otherwise the, deal, the, what the years you'll be facing for what we're trying to put against you will be, will be many, will be much more severe. And guess what? You don't have the resources. We do. And guess what? When we put you in prison, we're going to set a bill that you can't afford even if you, did do the, even if you didn't do the crime, which happened in... in in America recently with the kid that even committed suicide after he after he left the prison and they found out that he wasn't that the, Fowler. Yeah, yeah. And they found out that yeah. he wasn't uh, um the guy that did it. The guy that did they they found him innocent, but then um, you know, by the time that he had spent his time of uh being in of being in the prison, you know. It was it was too much for him to bear, but he still rolled it out and pleaded innocent. The police officers, there's videos of police officers um, attacking him. I mean, prison officers attacking him when he is um, in prison. Do you know what I mean? 
there's clips yeah. of them trying to force him to say you 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 were you are um you know what I'm trying to say you are you are the one who did it you know like Khalif Browder you know like you said like there's there's uh, videos of of police officers and inmates being told to beat him up to for him to confess and then three years later when they find out he's innocent they'll be like oh yeah we got this wrong but you know we were backdated so we just left you in there for three years that's someone's life three yeah. years in in Rikers prison one of the most vicious violent cr- prisons for violent criminals putting an in, 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 innocent person who's who's never committed a crime who hasn't even got um who hasn't got criminality within within their history within their within their experience you're putting in there with people that that are that have spent years with the most violent criminals you know putting someone like ah is so terrible and then the fact that even after he had his freedom he felt like he must he had to take his life because of the trauma the pain that unraveled in his soul in his subconscious in his reality he couldn't live with the anxiety of being free and 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 the people because like at the end of the day yeah this thing that is trauma that people don't necessarily see on the surface that you can't see yeah, is it is a poison that's more deadly than covid and has claimed more life than than a lot of illnesses you know it's a serious thing it's a serious thing like the fact that the reality is that leaders that organize leaders that you know that have come together in our history and in the past have been assassinated by pol- political establishments it's a fact those political establishments and those people in play at the time have openly admitted that this is true it is a fact of nature that it is likely that if you have been a, a black leader in the past whether that be in the uk or that be in africa or that be in american soil you are likely to be targeted by other political groups as a for assassination for murder so it is dangerous to organize it is dangerous to be peaceful and economically powerful because you will likely be targeted for murder like how martin luther king was targeted for murder targeted to be killed you know fred hampton assassinated at the age of 21 why because he could organize people that were also outside of the black race to support the black race and then support them in a way that wasn't necessarily violent but was 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 something that had to be recognized something that had to you know that had implication that wasn't necessarily violent they had to murder him because his answer wasn't violent, necessarily violence. It was definite organization, organization with consequence, consequence which meant prosperity and a better condition for the black people of, yeah, of life. You know. Yeah, bro. It's um. It's a real yeah. danger. It's a real, it's a real danger. It's a real strength. Um, it's a real obstacle. It's a fact yeah. of obstacle. There's bodies for these obstacles. There's real life blood. We can't ignore this. No. If no, you ignore this can't. now. And I think like the conversation definitely, like I said, the conversation is definitely being had. And I feel like for the first time, you know, ever really in our, our lives, this seems like a movement that really has legs. Like again, why we have, why there is, there is why there's a movement 
called Black Lives Matter in 2020 is beyond me. It's, it's, it, it, obviously, we, we shouldn't be having this discussion. Bro. We shouldn't be. You know, black people should be able to be, should be afforded all the same opportunities as everyone else. Uh, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't live in a state of perpetual fear that our bodies will be attacked and assailed by the same agents that our taxes pay to upkeep and uphold in the societies that we help build. Like that shouldn't be the case, but it's a harsh reality of life and what we are going through. Um, uh, you know, like I, I, again, and I'm, I, bro, I'm, I'm really, 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 really trying to drum it down. I really do believe that our economic power is would is really going to be the the the, major um, the, the, the main key player, the driving force, yeah, of the change. Honestly, boycott. If you if a brand did not stand in solidarity with us, boycott, boycott, boycott. I'm just checking now all my supermarkets. I'm fortunate. I live in an area with three different supermarkets and markets next to me. Only one of them backed it. Sainsbury's, Asda, Morrison's, boycotting. That's it. Until I see until I see something else, I'm boycotting. Mm-hmm. So that's it. It's it's about boycotting, bro. That's it. I think is I think that's what you can do. And again, it's not that difficult. You know, we we're 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 quite fortunate. Like we we live again. We live in a you know, a capitalist country that has that competition's rife. So we have options. We have options. Um, you know, I know some people might find it difficult if you like a particular brand, let's say, I don't know, Nike had to back it. Because imagine if Nike didn't back it, bullshit. That would have mm-hmm. been bullshit. Um, for me, but still, still, bro, the only brand that kept it two mm-hmm. Virgils, the only brand that kept it two Virgils for them were, was Reebok. Mm-hmm. Reebok kept it to Virgils. Mm-hmm. Reebok kept it. Listen, they, they, they said the truth. They said the truth. They said without the black community, there will be no Reebok. It it's would. facts. Exactly. It's facts. Same bro, as like, Same bro, as bro, But they like say that though. They like say that without the black community. Say, they will never give. They will the, never say it because they know. They don't take responsibility because. Nike owe the black community more than just for branding and marketing, listen, bro. They listen, owe the black community. We all have bloody shares. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, look here. Nike were part of the lobby group that put a lot of black Americans in prison to, and they directly profited from these groups because they black prisoners manufactured their trainers, for God's sake. That's crazy. They bought black slave, modern black labor, slave labor from prisons because, according to American law, once you're a criminal, you no longer have a right to be a free person. As in, you no longer you be, you become a slave. Nike was benefiting from that. They would literally Nike, literally, regardless of all of the great branding and marketing we've done for them, and actually buying their products, they use slaves, black slaves as well, to make their products. That's I'm gonna crazy. be real. I'm gonna be real, yo. I'm gonna be real. I wear Nike. I have big size 14 feet. Nike is one of the brands that that definitely that definitely cater to that. But if there's other brands out there that are affordable and accessible to me, please tell me, and I will begin to honestly behave economically as I as I as 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 allies with my feelings of oppression and my feelings towards oppressor brands and oppressor companies and the companies that have, you know, fueled the perpetuation of the systematic oppression of of my of, of black people, the anti-blackness agenda of certain people in certain powers and position of media and position of political impact and positions of economic and 
and this ah, uh, you know what I mean, bro? I totally understand, man. But like, honestly, like, so like I said, right now, all 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 we can do is try to exercise our economic power. That's all we can do. Mm. Um, and obviously, if we, and if that's not possible for you, then just keep pushing. Just keep pushing the the, the information out there, the education, because. Again, it's not. And, and, and to be honest, it's not for black people to do the work. We've done the work. We 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 are living this experience. Um, we do the reading. Like who? I don't. I can't think of many other people that buy books or watch documentaries to really understand why their lived experience is a certain way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know. I don't see documentaries about you know white white privilege and how it's come to be. So in a way, in a way that benefits white people who like to learn about that stuff if that makes sense yeah we just learn about all right cool this is the reason why you're oppressed all right cool that's, that's it. it this is it no that's solution that's the fact of your life that's it no solution like how it came when they talk about the other wars they told us why it happened how it happened and and then exactly. what the solution was but when it comes to slavery they just quickly brush over it quickly you know and What's even wrong? like go on no, because like, well, like, you know, one thing I'm loving as well is that this has become an international movement now, and yes. other countries are take are br- are bringing up their 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 um their uh, 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 issues and the things that they've gone through and the the injustices that have gone through and that gone on in their country that mm-hmm. we may not know about. So in Paris, they're 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 protesting. Uh, you know the you know the Parisians and the French love yeah. a protest. So yeah. they're protesting, and they're protesting about a guy called Adama Traore. Traore, I think, I believe his name was. Yeah. He yeah. was um, uh, murdered by the police, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't know the full story, but I think he was murdered by, by the police, and the, and and the case was just like dismissed or whatever. All like, and now the the Parisian uh, judicial system are trying to like darken and and trying to um, uh, ruin the name of the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. they're protesting against that. Um, in in uh, uh, Belgium, they're protesting against. Think this is this is old old, but still it's still relevant. They're protesting against um, uh, the colonial past of King Leopold. Oh wow! Like, bro, very we, you and I both. This we and I both know because we are black, black people and we need we know this information. King Leopold killed King Leopold, bro. What that man did to Congo, yeah, is probably the most evil thing that one person has done to a nation or to a people before. Mm-hmm. Yet, the average, the average non-black person won't know who he is. Yet, we all know who Adolf Hitler is. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a pressure. This is not a pressure Olympic. They're not a pressure Olympics. Both, both, both things that went on are tragic and shouldn't have gone on. Mm-hmm. But why? Why is it not? Why is it? Why are we not doing Never Forget for exactly. the genocide of Congolese people? Why are we not doing exactly. that? Mm-hmm. Again, it, it, and again, it's not for me. And what I'm trying to say is that I don't really care. I don't want like white people go around saying, "Oh, we can't forget." I don't really care. But why they don't know exactly. is what frustrates me. Why is and, that not? In the, why is that not in the textbooks? And and the thing is as well, it's like why hasn't that left structural change and a and a change in direct behavior so much so and accountability? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like you don't see yeah. these people paying re- reparations. You don't see King the the country that King Leopold instructed to to enact these murders being being trialed for war crimes to this day. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, punishing the you know the people the, the the current the people that the recipients of the rewards today. You know, you don't see no reparations yeah. being paid. You don't see no for for 
for millions of people being murdered, millions for no other reason than the, of their skin colour and where they're from and the fact that their land was rich and resourceful, someone else wanted it. You know what yeah. I mean? Someone yeah. else wanted what, what wasn't there, so they killed everybody else that was there. Like, like come on, man. It doesn't take a genius to say that, 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 that what, what needs to be done there. Like, like, it's not enough to say some time has passed if you don't acknowledge that time has passed and we are now able to face up for our crimes. Just confess. I was like, just confess. <laughs> oh, my oh, friend, just yeah. confess. Just confess. Just confess, please. Just confess. You, you did it. Confess. Admit, accept, confess. How would you how do you want to move on? Confess. Try and confess. We're not saying become our slaves or pay. We don't want you. We don't want that. We don't believe in this that. This is what I'm trying to say. That's the sad thing, isn't it? Confess. That's what, and bro, you know, you're spot on because it's not like black people aren't even saying that. Oh, we want to do to you guys. What you no one's saying that. No one's saying that. We just need to be. That's all we want. All right, cool. We we our, our history to this country is different, and the reasons why we're here are different. Obviously, our families come from countries that are former British colonies, and then the, and then when this country was going through the re- rebuilding stage and whatever, um, our 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 families were invited. Well, invited to this sort of sense, not the same yeah. way as. Obviously, the Windrush generation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, we talk, I'm, I'm going to talk about Windrush generation. So, you invited over, you invited over, you know, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people in their droves to a country after World War II to rebuild. Now, these people are coming over, dark skin, yet with English names or British names, mm-hmm. and only and only speak English. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the history of that. That, does that does the average person, non-black person on the street, even know the history of the, how that came to be? So you've invited them over, yet deny them, deny them just normal civil liberties that you offer to any other British person in this country. And then what? 60, 70 years later, once the country's now now built up and stuff, and you're what the ninth? Okay, well, I guess then Britain was still a big economy, but you know you're the ninth big, biggest um, economy in the world and stuff. You want to you want to then send these people back unlawfully, and I'm talking about the obviously the wind rush, no the wind rush. unlawfully illegally without illegally yeah unlawfully there illegally and and covertly as well quite covertly exactly or gagging the media exactly exactly and then you know like and 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 then you know um we're going for a global pandemic you wouldn't know it if you watch the news but we're going for a global pandemic and this the, the uh, reports come out that shows that black people are four times as likely to die from COVID-19 than white counterparts and is, why is that is come to be why but the report leaves out any um you know, the report has all the social indicators to it but leaves out institutional racism in both the medical field uh, in, in the medical field yeah and the conservatives wanted to delay the, the the publishing of this report because of the temperament of the country. Because mm-hmm. it's it's a game they're playing with us, bro. It's yeah. a game they're playing. Yeah, it's literally a game they're playing. You know, um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a lot. You know, again, black people aren't a monolith, so we're all gonna have different views and opinions on, you know, oh, what do we do? What do we do next? There's some people that are calling for separatism. Um, there's some people that are calling. Some people call it for reparations. There are some people, again, not in this country, but I'm talking about black people in a global context. Reparations, 
there's some people calling for um, black people should solely buy black and all this kind of stuff. There's all these different views. There's all these different ideas. Um, you know, you really know my, my politics is linked to Pan-Africanism. Mm-hmm. And for me, the only way black people will ever realise their true potential is linked to the liberation and the freedom and the, the economic uh, uh, prosperity of the African continent. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I, I believe that black people across the diaspora will truly have a better lived experience if only if Africa has a truly better lived, living experience also. Yes. You know, um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm very proud to have seen that the president of Ghana has come out and spoken against America's racial inequalities uh, and obviously, the, uh, and also spoke, spoke about solidarity for the black people uh, uh, due to the death of George Floyd. But one thing I was very, very happy to see is what he wrote in his um, his Instagram post. He said, "The kith and kin of Africa. Kith and kin mean um, relations." Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy for him to say that because I think there's a lot of people that live again. I, 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 I get African Americans. There's a lot of African Americans that like, bro, what is Africa to me? Like, I don't know that place. But just, I, I just want, I, I can just imagine an African American guy just going through Instagram, seeing that the president of Ghana has has backed it and said, Kiff and Kin, thinking, right, like, right, these people really are, like, that is my Kiff and Kin. That, those are my brothers and sisters, my cousins, my aunties, my uncles, you know. But obviously, don't know that part of the history. And again, that's, that's all systemic as well. That's, that, yeah. was, that was intentionally done as well. To take away their name, take away their culture, take away any identity of themselves, literally rebuild themselves. Exactly, their ties. It's very, it's, it's bro, it's all systemic. Because we all, all have systemic. to have that, ties. By by nature of law, we must all yeah. be tied to the same past and same origin and times. We've all experienced that our genes have all withstood the test of time to make it today. We cannot have come out of thin air of nowhere. We have exactly. all come from the same source, bro. We're just not exactly. made from the same source. Get me, don't hate on the source because you don't have the source when we came from the same source. You know what I mean? Exactly, bro. Exactly. Bro, bro honestly, look. It, uh, yeah, man, the news definitely made us do this. Man. <laughs>